Welcome back to the next episode of Trust Me, I'm Funny with Stella Carr. I'm Stella Carr and I'm here today podcasting from an Airbnb bedroom in Zion. Well, actually we're in Kanab, Utah, but we're here to be in Zion, so you get the picture. And I am lucky to have three of my best friends with me and I get to interview them for my podcast. So I'm going to hand over the mic to each of them and allow them to introduce themselves, starting with you. Hi. <laughs> um, my name is Nia Nixon. <laughs> um, I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada, born and raised, went to school in Florida and got my bachelor's degree there in biology. I know Stella um, because we went to middle school together and then we stayed friends from then until now. Wow, that's a miracle that she's remained my friend for so long. Nia, can you tell me about that time in eighth grade when we had a class together? Oh, sure. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, let's hear about it. So Stella and I's relationship started off a little rocky. I wouldn't even call it a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Not even. (laughs) We had, um, what was it called back then? I think just broadcast. It was like a broadcast class in eighth grade. And Stella was in the same class as me. And yeah, she just annoyed me. I don't even, it was so long ago now. It was like, what, 11 years ago? But yeah, I did not like her at all. And I just thought she was, I don't even know the word. Just kind of snotty. Just a little snotty. But we ended up becoming friends somehow. I don't even know. Can you also tell me about how friendships can evolve and how people can change? Like, what's some wisdom you have on that? Because as we can tell, like, you know, our friendship has lasted for a while, even though it may not have begun as a friendship at all. Um. Yeah, I think once you actually become friends with somebody you get a different perspective of who they are and so you're able to navigate that friendship in a way where you both can exist around each other and be able to communicate better and actually communicate at all because when I, I obviously didn't really know you personally in that class in eighth grade but once we got to know each other yeah we like I mean we had a really close friendship and it like has gone up and down throughout the years, but there was times where, like, you'd come over to my house all the time. We'd hang out and cook food and do weird stuff. And then, yeah, and then we went to, like, giving each other advice as we got kind of older. And it's just, it transitions with age as well. I th- That's great. I'm glad that you feel that way. All right, on to my next guest. All right, what's your name? Emily. No last name, just Emily. <laughs> all right, what do you do, Emily? I teach elementary school, and I grew up in Vegas with Stella. We've known each other since middle school, and she's actually the one who convinced me to go to the Magnet High School that we all went to. West Tech or Die, West Career and Technical Academy. What's your earliest memory of me, Emily? I want to say seventh grade science class we had together what was that guy's name mr wilkinson mm-hmm. he like i remembered he looked like shaggy from scooby-doo and yeah you sat behind me right probably yeah you invited me to your birth your bar bat mitzvah i swear okay maybe it was a birthday and 
it was your you anyway <laughs> yeah i wanted to address my character flaws in middle school in this podcast <laughs> that's the whole theme no i'm just kidding but we're friends now yeah <laughs> that sounds a little skeptical okay on to my next guest who maybe likes me a little bit more she's giving me a death glare she doesn't want to do this i believe in you whoever you are what is your name miss hi my name is Brittany. um i like bell peppers and oatmeal but not together <laughs> just as two separate items thank you for that information Brittany. what do you do when you're not eating bell peppers separately from oatmeal studying what subject <laughs> um i'm in school full-time so i study a lot how did you tell- <laughs> Brittany, will you tell me about the first memory we have together? I think it might be the same memory I'm thinking of, if you say it. Okay, well, I'll remind you <laughs> of when I first met you, or remember meeting you. Oh, no, I know you Okay, wait. Say. So, I was in the bathroom. Is this what you were yeah. thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, she's too embarrassed to share the story. I was in the bathroom, and my friend Malin knew this girl, Brittany, and I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Because she had, like, a bandage on her hand. Oh, a cast. She had a cast on her hand. And I was asking her what happened because I was a nosy, snotty little girl back then, I guess. And she said that she burned her hand on a curling iron, mm-hmm. like, the day before or something. Yeah. And so that was the beginning of me knowing Brittany as a clumsy friend who hurts herself a lot. But good thing she's going to school to become a nurse so she can help herself and others. Do you have any other uh, angles of that story that I'm missing? Yes. Anytime I hung out with Stella in high school, we got in trouble. Dang. Wow. <laughs> anytime. Every time? Can you elaborate? I can think of one specific time, but that was the climax of the yeah, trouble. So what were these other incidents? I don't know. I just think... Stella's an instigator. (laughs) I'll put that on my LinkedIn. Okay, so, yeah, what was the Mr. Joe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hall monitor, and we tried to, like, steal his cones. Oh, we did steal his cones. Oh, we did. And, yes, it was us, too. So, our school was fairly new, and they're after-school parent pickup system in the parking lot wasn't very effective, but Mr. Joe, one of the custodian monitors or something along those lines, he would put out these little parking cones to direct the traffic after school, and Stella and I decided to steal the cones. So after he had just set them up, we ran out there and we took all of them and put them in a trash bag that we found, and we hid them, and I've have no recollection of where we hid them but we never saw the cones being put out in the parking lot again and instead they came out and painted lines to direct the traffic and that is my high school legacy look at that we are change makers we knew that that system was inefficient and we did something about it and now there is a permanent parking system there well good job Brittany. we also made changes in other ways by inciting riots And being insubordinate, but that's a a story for another day. The good thing is we've all made it out and have relatively successful 
young adulthoods going on for ourselves. Emily is not included in this category of rabble rouser. Um, she's not an instigator, so I don't want her to be misrepresented in this. Uh, just to clarify. So anyways, I wanted to just take a moment to play a game with my guests. So after knowing your friends for like over a decade, we were all bridesmaids for Brittany's wedding. You know, you start to consider each other like sisters, like a family. So we're going to play Family Feud. I'm going to be Steve Harvey and ask you guys the questions. And you have to buzz in, like, give me a, like a, a hand or something. And you have to try and guess what you think will be, like, the top, you know, you know how the game works. You can raise hands or make some sort of, like, or push each other meep noise. Okay, are you guys ready? Do you understand the rules of the game, which I have not said anything of? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool, let's start. Where might you hide something you wanted to smuggle into prison? Nia. Your butthole. Okay. Next guess? Emily. Uh, under your tongue. Okay, next guess? I, too, is going to say the anus. <laughs> We're getting anatomically correct over here. And since Nia tuned in first with the answer of up your butthole, she's correct because that was the number two answer. Yeah, any guesses for the number one answer? Nia. (laughs) Yes, your stomach. No, that was, okay, wait, that's on the list, though. Tongue was not on the list, and neither was stomach. So, number one was in a cake. Where did you find these questions? It's survey says. It's not accurate answers. The survey, people said in a cake. Uh, 31 Americans said in a cake of 100 people. How many people live in America? 100 people take the survey, and that's what, I don't make up the rules, guys. I just read the questions. No, okay, I've toured a prison, and I think the way that it would happen is that when someone visits you, they bring you a cake, and then maybe you eat the slice that has something in it, so maybe that comes in on, like, tongue or stomach, or, you know, who knows what happens in those visitation rooms. All right, so on which topic might a father give advice to his son? Nia. Women. You win! That's the top answer, so there's just no sense in asking anymore. Name something a person on a diet might order at a restaurant. Emily. Salad. Correct. That was the number one answer. Look at you. Any other obscure guesses anyone wants to give, or shall I move on to a more exciting question? Water. That's number four. Water's number four. Okay. Meme a language that makes anything sound sexy. Nia. French. You get the cake. Number one again. (laughs) Any guesses for number two or three? Nia again. (laughs) They're just sitting here. Freaking Spanish, obviously. That's number three. Good try. Italiano. 
Mi amore, you look like a bigger pizza. <laughs> I want a slice of you. Sounds sexy already, doesn't it? Name a part of the body people see a plastic surgeon about. Nia. Their boobs. Number one. Brittany, you buzzed in. What were you going to say? The forehead. That's actually on here. That's what? the fifth answer. Oh, I was like, if you have a five, a five finger, you're like, can you remove some skin? Wow, what a creative answer, Brittany. Yeah, I would have known. I was like, Botox for your wrinkle lines. Yeah, I didn't think of Botox as like plastic Okay. What's the first thing you would do if you inherited a million dollars? Emily. Mm, buy a house. Brittany. Remove all the hair off my body. <laughs> Travel. Okay, well, in this case, Emily would come in first because new house is number three. Number one was quit a job. Then it was buy a new car. Then a new house. Then it was take a vacation. So Nia would be in second. And unfortunately, Brittany, none of the hundred people said that they would remove all the hair from their body. But that is a very practical use of money. Name a fruit that reminds you of part of the human body. Brittany. Kiwis. What the hell? Nia. A uh, watermelon. <laughs> what kind of bodies do you see? Yes. What are those balls? Melons. Oh, I meant kiwis. <laughs> what do kiwis remind you of, Brittany? Hmm? Okay, no comment. Emily, any guesses? You just ate one. A banana. <laughs> a banana. Oh, Is that a banana in your pants, or are you just happy to what are see the other me? Answers? Peach. It looks like a butt. Okay, okay. Watermelon, I think, like, for melons. Cantaloupe. That's, like, the same answer. Coconut. That's a boob. Everything looks like boobs or penis. Grape? What does a grape look like? Eyeballs? I guess. Yeah, those would be some tiny balls. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's very anatomically correct. Name an athlete who would made the news for being involved in a big scandal yeah uh wait name an athlete oh my god what's his name michael the one who, phelps no the one who killed his girlfriend oj simpson yes oj simpson any other guesses nia chad ochocinco okay maybe this okay emily michael vick okay wow all right, so Tiger Woods is second. Lance Armstrong is number one. What did he do? Oh, he was, he's the yellow guy, right? The yellow bracelets. Okay, that's what I thought. Because everyone wore them, and then they were all like, oh, okay. OJ Simpson was number three, so Nia would have won. And Michael Vick was on there. What did Michael Vick do? Oh, yeah, he was in Vegas, right? Oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. Name a food you might buy from a cart at the park. Nia. Ice cream. You win again. Okay, that's not what I was thinking. So what were you thinking, Brittany? Elote. Corn, for those of you who are not from the desert southwest or Mexico. 
right? That's where elote is from, like with the cheese and the crema and the tahin or whatever spices. (laughs) They have ones with Cheeto dust on them, too. Okay, Name name something people do when they try to get out of a speeding ticket. Okay, Brittany, flirt. Nia, cry. Okay, Nia's the winner. Cry was number one and flirt was number two. I should cry way more often. Yeah. Why did I cry? I try both, but it doesn't really work. Fun fact. How many times have you been pulled over, Nia? Twice. One was for a light being out, even though I thought it was for speeding on my way to Chick fil A. Is approximately. (laughs) It was 9.54. I really wanted Chick fil A. And I got pulled over literally right down the street for a missing light, thankfully, and not a speeding ticket. But, um, so I just got a warning or something. And then I got pulled over a couple months back and got my first actual real ticket. Because I have like four red light tickets, but not at this moment, but I've had four, yeah. Florida's annoying. They're like, expensive sorry to hear about that have any else of you Brittany? i've been pulled over yes before yeah i well i've only been i've been pulled over twice but i was only driving one time and emily was in the car with me and we were out on like state parkland and a ranger pulled me over for going too fast on like a little highway yeah and um that's pretty much it that's it yeah i didn't get a ticket wow um, do you guys remember when you were in the car with me when I first got my license and I backed up into the truck? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't with you. No, we were at this gas station. Yeah, right? And so I was driving. Were you driving your mom's car? Mm-hmm. She's driving her mom's car. Yeah, we were there and she was backing out out of the spot and backed right into this big pickup truck. And we just heard a crunching noise and everybody paused and was like, <laughs> we were What? Silent. I was like, you did not hit it. She was like, yeah. And then I pulled forward, and it uncrunched, and we were all like, you need to get out of the car. So she went in, and I think it was, like, the person who owned the gas station or something, which is actually kind of lucky, because then they they looked at it, right? Yeah, they They, came out, and they were like, oh, the truck is fine, but my car was not fine. Yeah, her car was damaged, but luckily, since their car was fine, we could just leave, or else we would have been stuck there for a while. And that bumper remained crunched for its whole life till it got totaled last year. I did not total it, so that was not my damage. But I have been pulled over several times. Like, three incidents I received tickets from, and the others were just warnings. But some of them were very frightening situations. And I, I cried. I did not try and flirt, but I did cry, and that didn't help. They were just like, ma'am, you need to stop crying. And I was like... <laughs> I just got a ticket last week. <laughs> so I had to pay for it because you can only. No, one of them, I was going the speed limit, but it was in a school zone. So I didn't see the school zone sign. So I was going the normal speed limit. Um, I was just going double the school zone <laughs> speed limit. That's so expensive he didn't charge me for like the double penalty thing he just gave me a normal traffic like 10 over speeding ticket luckily and i was wearing a onesie when it happened and had pigtails in so i felt real dumb it was like on halloween or something and then another time i did like a california roll at a stop sign that no one was at except the police 
except a police officer <laughs> hiding in a dark corner and then he pulls me over he goes look at this for a minute and it's a video of me like tapping on my brakes and he's like yeah you you didn't stop fully i'm like but you see that i was stopping like i was aware i was looking left and right like i wasn't not paying attention and i got a ticket yeah and then the other time was also kind of bs because i was on the phone and it was in Las Vegas. I just drove into town. And so I was calling my mom to tell her I was almost home. And I was on speakerphone. And in Arizona, you can still drive on your phone and talk. And so I was, like, using the phone. And then a cop, like, looked at me from, like, outside the car. Like, I was at a red light. And I, like, looked at him and dropped the phone. And then he pulled out of the parking lot and like came after me and I was like I'm so sorry like I just came from Arizona and it's legal there like I you know it took me a minute to remember like oh yeah it's not legal here and you saw I dropped the phone I realized like I'm doing something wrong and he's like yeah but you also knew you were doing something wrong and I was like but really like I forgot like you I reminded me yeah I'm like that's the point and he's like I decide <laughs> what you. the point of a traffic stop is for and I was like I know better now thank you but he made me take a ticket so Okay. <laughs> Gather round, children, <laughs> for story time with Nia. No, it's very quick. <laughs> no, for just thinking of these accidents and people getting tickets for like making mistakes like that. Like, if you yeah. did, wait, did you get a ticket? Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. Like, um, this girl hit me from behind a couple weeks ago like slammed into the back of my car first of all she did not apologize second of all she like wanted to have an attitude she was like you've been stop and go it was literally raining there was traffic like she just didn't want to take accountability and then she didn't get a ticket and that just made me upset because I was like that's not really fair but I mean her insurance got penalized but still Do you guys want to talk about something, like, real for a minute? Sure. Now that we're on the topic of mm-hmm. of um, traffic stops, yeah. I think that with all the news lately about, you know, people of minority races and traffic incidents or just, like, police encounters in our country... It's something that I think a lot of people take for granted of knowing that, like, in all the incidences I got pulled over, there was, like, some degree of me, like, arguing with a cop. And, like, that's a privilege that I have, like, in order to, like, be, like, sassy and be like, oh, no, like, I wasn't doing that. And then, like, they give me, like, the benefit of the doubt in some cases, you know? Like, I don't think that that... Well, it isn't a privilege that everyone in our country has, and so... I think that everyone should just be more respectful to police in effort to make things more equal for those who don't have, like, that are, wouldn't get, you know, the chance to even argue with an officer. I mean, when you said um, how, like, it's a privilege for you to be able to do that, I just think it's very ironic. And by the way, everyone listening, I don't know if I necessarily sound like an African-American woman (laughs) through podcasts, but I am. Um, but I think it's just a privilege. Yeah, like you said that you have. And I think a lot of times when things happen to black men and women with police officers, people make sure to say that they should have given the officers an easier time and what happened if they get hurt or if they lose their lives wouldn't have happened. 
And yeah, it's definitely a privilege that other people have that I don't think black people ever get the comfort for. I don't even think they have the comfort of trusting in the police, first of all. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Nia. Because I, like, I've never felt afraid. Like, I, there's always a, like, I don't, I feel fear when I get pulled over, don't get me wrong. But I'm not afraid to that extent. And so there's definitely a double standard. Okay, enough of getting real. Emily clearly is waiting for this podcast to end. She is no, not. This is what families do. They talk about things and change the subject. So name an issue that Democrats and Republicans never seem to agree on. Emily. <laughs> Abortion. Nia. Immigration. Brittany. You're cheating. <laughs> You're cheating, Brittany. In order, it's immigration, <laughs> abortion, gay marriage, taxes, who would be the best president, budget, environment, and education. Everything. What do they agree on? Well, Nia won that because she said immigration. Mm, okay, this is a good topic. After how many dates is a relationship considered serious? Ooh. Nia. Oh, Brittany, Brittany. The date where they tell you it's serious. <laughs> okay, so how many dates is that? I mean, it varies on your age. And- <sighs> okay, Nia, Nia has some wisdom to share. What? Do you think out of 100 people think that serious dating is after how many dates? I'd say like four or like five. Like five. And you're a winner. Nia, how much Family Feud do you watch? You won like every question. Yeah. Oh, your family would be so much fun on that. The Nixons. Maybe one day it'll happen. Oh, yeah. Okay. I actually want to talk about this subject matter. Dates and relationships. Ooh, a good segue. Yeah. Okay, so most people said five, then four and three. Like, so more people think that you're seriously dating after three dates than after ten dates. How do you guys feel about dating? Like, why do you think people think five dates? Like, what about five dates makes that serious? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think after five dates, you've... And you can tell, I think, if someone's trying to... That's the whole point of dating, is someone's trying to, like, start maybe actually dating you and have a real relationship. So, yeah, a date... The first date should be serious. Like, you should see that they either want to be serious with you or not. So, really, there's no need for many dates after that, I think, personally. I do have something to add to that. So, personally, I think that our generation is, like, really in... I don't know. I think they value hookups over relationships. So I think that after like a first few dates, it's obviously more than just a hookup. So it's probably why five is the average for considering it to be a serious relationship and not just a fling. Because you're under the assumption that there's like some physical intimacy involved with Mm -hmm. this. I'm sorry. I need to stretch out. Um, Anyway. Yeah, I think that you're right, Brittany, that our culture, our generation is more interested in hooking up than seriously dating. But I think it's because they're afraid of, like, a lot of things, like commitment or real catching the feels, as they say. I think that's why why after, like, five, like, after the first date, you should be able to honestly tell, like... What they're after. Yeah. Every date I've ever been on... You can tell, like, what it could turn into. Mm -hmm. 
or what it cannot turn into. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do 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 do. Name a profession that might sometimes require its members to be naked. <laughs> Brittany. What? Um, exotic dancing. Oh, that's a good one. Anyone else? Prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't even think about. Oh, that. Emily! Emily said stripper. That's number one. That's we should know this, dancer. guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, Emily's been quiet. I just wanted to give her some <laughs> props. Exotic dancing. That's not strippers call rejected. themselves exotic dancers, not strippers. Okay, so we're from Vegas. Let's talk about this. What what is that? Is it a profession? Prostitution's on here. So apparently prostitution is a profession. Okay, so prostitution I think is that's I don't think that word's PC. I think it's sex worker mm-hmm. is the correct term. Yeah. Um, and then the same for strippers. I think it's exotic dancers. I, um, exotic dancers have a very difficult profession. Like, I remember I went to a bachelorette party and we took, like, an exotic dancing course and I've never been so sore after, yeah, after that class. They use every muscle in their body to pull themselves up and to dance around. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you for correcting. It is sex worker and there's a lot of movements and policy trying to be past to stop making the crime on the worker and making it on the client because women or men who are in a situation I think that would lead them to turn to sex work as a profession are usually not in a great place and so it's not necessarily their fault that they end up in those situations and they have rights and need you know safety as well who knew you could learn so much from playing family feud (laughs) 